0: Hello there and thanks for joining me today on the podcast on uh, the psychology report. What about annoyance? That's my topic. My topic today is the things that annoy you and how you deal with it and how you cope in a situation where you are totally annoyed. You know, historically, we all go back to a very popular uh, musical, The Sound of Music. And in that musical, it is posed, what are some of the favorite things. You know, and when the wind blows and the uh, various kind of events that take place in a person's life that we identify as our favorite things, our favorite places, our favorite people. A very joyous musical and one that gives us kind of a warm feeling. The things that we all enjoy and we all like and we all have our differences in this area. We all have our own special um, things that we like. But on the other hand, what about annoyance? You know, do we all have our special annoyances or do we share in common annoyances? And how do we deal with annoyances? How do you cope with things that are annoying? Well, you know, a research study uh, has not really been conducted on this topic. Two journalists have uh, teamed up and have written a book entitled Annoying, the Science of What Bugs Us. Flora Lichman is one author and Joe Pelka is the other author. It's a little book that you might want to pick up if this topic is of interest to you. Annoying, the science of what bugs us. You know, and we're all a little different. We're all, but we all have things that bug us. And um, in that book, they identify some of the things that uh, bug us and uh, situations that bug us and so on. But they say, first of all, whatever bugs us and is annoying, we must uh, find it to be noxious. It must be upsetting. It must be bothersome without being physically harmful. Um, they give the example of a housefly that buzzes around your ear, or a mosquito that buzzes around your ear at night when you're trying to sleep. It's annoying, it's noxious, it's unpleasant, but you know, it's not harmful. And sometimes that's the best way to understand, and you're coping with annoyances too, is to realize that it's an annoyance, but realize that it also is not a harmful thing. And it's the only temporary thing that's going to go away. So the second characteristic that they came up with, that annoyance, for something to be annoying... It must be unpredictable and, inter- and intermittent. That is like the um, cat litter box they give as an example. Okay, that's um, not something that's intermittent. That's common. And if the odor of a litter box kind of bothers you, it's annoying, but it's constant, you eventually accommodate to it. You eventually kind of accept that odor and you just adjust to it and it isn't really an annoyance at all. But for something to really be annoying, it must be something that comes and goes. It must be an odor that comes and goes, a sound that comes and goes. But it's it's unpredictable. Even living near a major road or highway or freeway or whatever, sure, there's a sound out there, but it's intermittent. There's a hum a lot of the time, but then there's these motorcycles that go by and these trucks that go by that intermittently create a loud sound or backfire or whatever. And when that's the case, That's annoying because it's unpredictable and it's intermittent. And the third thing that they say for something to be annoying, it must be something that um, persists over a period of time. Something that's there for maybe three or four or five seconds, you know, that's not annoying. You just kind of push it away. But if it persists, five seconds, 30 seconds, 50 seconds, 80 seconds, a couple of minutes, you know, that's annoying because it's something that's intruding into your life on a regular basis for a short period of time. And you're not sure when it's going to go away. You're not sure when it's going to end. So it's unpredictable, if you will. Those are the things that kind of define something that's annoying. So for you, what are the annoying things of life? Well, look at technology. You know, the selfie, the selfie stick. That's annoying to a lot of people. Electric scooters, that's annoying, you know, for some people. What about noises? You know, barking dog, a leaf blower. You know, uh, kind of a screaming of a child. Somebody sitting near you and cracking their knuckles. Neighbors that are loud. Somebody lives in your neighborhood across the street or next door that plays a drum. You know, it's an annoying sound because it persists for a period of time. What about annoying people? Who are annoying people? Well, TSA agents are certainly annoying if you go through the airport. Line cutters are certainly annoying. Loud neighbors are. And, um... People who are bigots, they're often kind of annoying kind of a people. Telemarketers, they're annoying. People who call you on the phone, they're annoying. They say, what about foods? Well, some people don't like okra. You know, some people don't like light beer. Some people like black licorice and others don't. There are certain tastes, if you will, that are annoying. They're there for a period of time, but especially if you don't have control over them. What about expressions? You know, you hear that expression's man up, or you hear the expressions, my bad, Or hear the expression, fake news. Uh, I could care less. You know, I mean, those are kind of expressions that sometimes we get annoyed over when people, you know, make those. It's kind of simplistic and bothersome, you know, to us. So, in other words, there's just a host of things that are annoying. Things and activities and people and places and uh, noises and foods we eat. And uh, just the way we live our life on a day-to-day basis. Something comes into our life, intrudes into our life. That upsets us for a brief period of time, and it's unpredictable, and it stays there for brief periods of time. But again, it's not harmful, but it just upsets our equilibrium, distracts our attention, distracts our sense of calm or a feeling of relaxation that we might be experiencing at the time. That's annoyance. Well, here's the question that you, know, you come up with, obviously, when you think about annoyance. How do you handle it? How do you deal with annoyance? Well, let's take a look at annoyance and see how you deal with it. First of all, you have to learn how to relax. When annoyance comes into your life, the first response that you need to take and introduce yourself to is just relax. Relax the body. Relax the mind. Just relax your whole self of just calm down. Take it easy. Say those words. Just be tranquil. Be calm. Take it easy. And just physically relax. Take a deep breath and slowly exhale. And just calm down. Calm the muscles of the chest. Calm the muscles of the shoulders. Calm the muscles of the face. That's a way to deal with annoyance. Engage in a counter-response. And the counter-response is not getting more tense, but getting less tense by relaxing. Here's a second way. Use what we call thought stopping. You know, when you get this kind of annoyance coming to your life and then you start thinking about all the things you're going to do to kill that fly or kill that mosquito or stop that noise or get the people out of your life that are bothering you. You get all these strategies you're going to do to deal with that issue. Stop it. Stop thinking about that. Stop thinking about the annoyance. Stop thinking about all the ways that you're going to strategize to uh, alter that sense of annoyance at that particular point in time. Use thought stopping. Say you were sort of stop, 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 or no, 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 or calm, calm, calm. In other words, don't let your mind, don't let your thoughts just go on and on and on in terms of getting a fight with that annoyance. It's like a battleground of that annoyance. Just relax and calm it down and Stop the thinking about it. Stop the idea of just letting it be a predominant thought in your mind. That's number two. Here's three. We call it self-talk. You know, just talk to yourself, see? Look at It's only a mosquito. It's only a fly. It's only a motorcycle. It's only a neighbor that's going to be noisy for a little while, and it's going to go away. It'll just take care of itself. I'll be all right. I'm going to be fine. He's not going to bother me. You see, you talk to yourself in that kind of a way. Just talk yourself out of it, if you will. See the, realis- the realism of it, the realistic aspects of it. So that you don't let that noise, that annoying noise, bug you and bug you and bug you. You just calm it down and talk to yourself out of it and just say, it will go away. That motorcycle will fade into the into the uh, environment, it'll fade into history, it'll fade into the distance, that train that goes, that just went by, it'll fade into the distance, and just let it go, and just imagine it going, and going, and going, and going, and then be gone, going out of your life. Talk to yourself, talk yourself into a friendly way of just dealing with that annoyance for that 12 or 18 seconds of your life, or whatever it might be. And here's the fourth, justify it. There's sometimes a reason for you being annoyed. Sometimes a reason for something to annoy you. So justify it. In other words, it might upset you, but it might do good for somebody else. It might be a good experience for somebody else. It might be an exciting experience for somebody else. The motorcyclist that goes down the road and at 80 miles an hour and uh, turns on the blast so that you hear it backfire and so on. It may do that person a lot of good. Maybe that person is working off some steam, working off some anger. Maybe that person's getting a joy out of that experience. You're not. But see the justification. There may be reason for you being annoyed so that somebody else can have an experience that's positive for them. And it's like your gift to them. It's like you're allowing them to have something good while you put up with it for a brief period of time. Justify it. Figure out why it's a good thing for somebody else or uh, some other situation than for you. In other words, it's like your gift. It's like your You're giving, you're allowing somebody else to experience something good, even though it's a negative experience, you know, for you. So those are a few ways in which you kind of just deal with annoyance. And don't let it be the defining moment of your life. Don't let it be the defining uh, experience of your life. Don't let your day be defined by one particular annoying event or person. In other words, see it as part of life. See it as part of the experience of human life. See it as part of being in a group. See it as part of being in public. Seeing as part of being out in the environment, or uh, it's just part of summer activity. It's just kind of the summer experience of having mosquitoes come into your life, if you will. They go, they'll be gone in the winter, but they're here, and it's part of where you live. It's part of the experience of human life, just because of where you live and how you live your life. In other words, put it in perspective, if you will. That could be my fifth point. Put it in perspective, so that You can deal with it and you can cope with it and you can handle it. Well, there you are. That's annoyance. And um, hope that you can deal with annoyance a little better than what has been the uh, case in the past. You don't need to have your life uh, all upset and you don't have to have your day kind of a lost day just because something annoyed you. Take charge of your annoyance. Defeat your annoyance. Control your annoyance. Minimize your annoyance so that your life can just move on. When no matter how that annoyance comes into your life, whether it comes in just uh, through a fly or a mosquito that kind of comes into your environment or it's the comes in through your spouse or through your children or your neighbors or people that you know or somebody in your workplace or whatever, however it comes into your life, just let it come, deal with it and let it go so that you have a life that is going to be uh, under control rather than one that is out of control just because of some annoyance that's come into your life at that time. Okay? Hey, before you go today, I again bring to your attention the Green Gables Care Home here in Clovis, California. Green Gables Care Homes. You know, there are about six homes that uh, comprise Green Gables, and their are homes of around six, seven people who are needing extra special care. Kind of a assisted living type of a home. Maybe you have somebody in your life that you just really cannot care for any longer yourself and you need some help. Well, Green Gables might be the place to turn to so that they can uh, take over some of the strain and stress in your life by caring for your loved ones, particularly in the pre-Alzheimer's state of life. Okay, so here's the number to call if that might be of help, you know, to you. 559 307 559-307-0950. 559-307-0950. Okay. Anyway, nice to be you with me today and um, we'll see you again. Bye for now.